0: Hey, hey, what's up? Anthony Chansomouf here from Authentic Influence. and It's been a long while since I last recorded uh, an episode, but I wanted to jump in here right now whilst we are mid or early COVID-19, self-quarantine, staying home, all the good things um, and the challenging things, and really just wanted to... Check in and see how you're doing. Um, Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, Anthony C, or on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, wherever you are. And uh, I'd love to hear what's going on for you and what questions you might have about What's uh, how you're coping with this current situation? And I'm going to share with you an interview that I um, did yesterday with my good friend uh, and brother from another mother, George Ciosi-Samuels, on the It Will Come show. Uh, this is a long one; it's a it's about 15 minutes long. Um, and feel free to jump in and out, fast forward, whatever you need to do. Uh, but there's a really good conversation we had around just the uh, impact of community or the importance of community uh, and and tech during a time like now all right so we jump into a whole bunch of things like the difference between community and networks uh, the differences between eastern and western philosophy around community building and how that all connects uh, and of course the rise of technology uh and what's happening in our world and uh the pros and cons of uh, i guess the things that are sort of coming to light during this time all right so uh i hope that you enjoy the episode and and the conversation that george and i have had and if you have any questions about this please tweet me um, or hit me up on facebook or linkedin and uh, i'd love to definitely hear from you or send me an anchor backwards uh and, and Give me your two cents and, and we can have a nice dialogue about it. All right. So I'm going to leave it here. Uh, wishing you all the best. This is also good Friday. So if you celebrate Easter, uh, hoping that you have some really good time connecting with your family members, whether they're in your house or you're doing it over Skype or Zoom or over the phone, whatever it is, and stay safe and stay awesome.
1: My name is George C. O. C. Samuels, and you are tuning into the It Will Come Show. This is episode 68, and today we're actually going to be talking about um, the role of community in businesses and tech during the Depression. And so with that, just give us a few, few seconds or minutes, because we're just waiting for our guests. So um, I have Anthony Chansemuth who's going to be joining us. And there he is. All right. Hey, what's up, Anthony? Just give me a second. Let's see if we can go into gallery view. And let's see if I can bring you on to share. All right. So, yeah, there's both of us. I think that's great. (laughs) So uh, just for those who are watching, um, could you please just give for yourself, you know, the, the usual spiel, an introduction of yourself, and then we'll get right into it. Anthony. Oh, I'm seeing hmm? that's over to you. <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: man, I was trying to share this out for you. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Ah, of course, for everybody who's uh, watching, you know, uh, feel free to like, share uh, this particular video. Again, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, this is the It Will Come show. Uh, we're doing a, a special edition today where we're inviting uh, a guest, Anthony Chancellor, and uh, I'll leave it to him to introduce himself.
0: Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, thanks for inviting me, George. Glad to be here. So essentially, I'm the learning and community lead for a online bookkeeping company called Bin Ninjas. Uh, And my role is to cultivate community, bring our clients together and also um, really educate people, uh, small business owners about um, how to be financially smart, uh, and, and we have courses that we offer, and we also provide outsourced bookkeeping services for businesses that are running online. So um, this conversation around community in a time of crisis is really a hot one and it's a great one that um, I'm glad to be um, sharing my thoughts with you uh, on this. I know we had a great chat about it the other night.
1: Yes, and uh, yeah, so that uh, so the, how this came about was because we yeah, we had a chat. Um, during one of our PAC hot seat sessions. So if you're unfamiliar with the PAC, it's a productivity accelerator that we've been running for the last five years. Um, Anthony has been a longtime member and we were yeah, just you know, discussing everything that's going on in the world right now, of course, um, related to, to COVID-19, uh, to the recession and the um, incoming depression, uh, which uh, I, I think the name that's being used now is the greater depression. And we'll we'll talk about why i um, will actually share a few articles and then I'm just going to have a, a conversation with Anthony about this because, um, you know, it's a it's a very relevant topic, of course. Right. Uh, being able to look back into history um, to learn from there and to see how we can uh, apply it now and also where community actually comes into the fold. Because um, as you've heard, Anthony um, is, is doing community and has done a lot of marketing in general, uh, really good with the people side. And uh, I think we're just going to need to know how that actually uh, weaves itself into, into business and even in the tech side, um, because you'll see a lot of tech companies actually you know, talk about the importance of online communities now, too. So if, um, I'm just going to share my screen. Let's see if we can get this done properly. Cool. So do you see my screen right now? The financial storm is here. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. So this... Uh, this first article I put up uh, simply because it's kind of what like also pushed me towards a rant on Instagram about why people need to really pay attention at this point in time right and why they need to um, to 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 prepare if they haven't already right like obviously there have been people who've been preparing for a long time now Um, I've been knowing that this time was coming but it doesn't help to tell people like, well, you know, you're, you're here now and unfortunately, you know, you're screwed. Um, I still think people are going to uh, want to know what they can do now. So this one uh, article is actually from a video by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And for those of you who don't know Robert Kiyosaki, um, he is the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, which is a really well-known book around just, uh, you know, sort of upping your financial education. Uh, very relevant to Bean Ninjas too, right, Amph, um, <laughs> in terms of what you guys do. But yeah, this here um, is essentially just outlining, you know, what's, what's, what's happening right now. Um, there's a guy named Bert Doman, the author of The Wellington Letter. Uh, he's also been preaching about uh, what's been happening over the years. And um, essentially, we now need to, um, yeah, discuss how, how the crash is going to affect everybody and the, and the role of community. So F, do you want to just maybe start us off with uh, your views, your thoughts on I guess the role of community and especially for, for, for bean ninjas, right? Because it's, you guys are dealing with finance, wealth, et cetera.
0: Yeah. So uh, am I still on mute? Or can you hear me?
1: No, no. Can't hear you. Oh, good, Good. All right. So uh, yeah, we, we
0: sit in the world of pers- not, not personal finances, but business finances. Um, and we've been educating sort of people who have been running online businesses for uh, the last five years on understanding their numbers looking at having regular financial systems in place so then they can um, get accurate reporting uh, and make decisions based on you know where the business is at at any point in time but also forecast forward and this is very relevant to what's happening right now because we're starting to see businesses being challenged by even if, if they're running an online business uh their clients might be uh local businesses physical businesses that um they're supporting and you know if that business has to shut down then there's an impact on on your revenue or on what you can do Uh, and so what we we did a uh webinar two weeks ago on the just the government funding that's available right now through various stimulus packages we talked about the australian market and then we're doing one for the u.s market next week Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the sort of type of question that comes up. It's when I'm pressed as a business owner or if my business has a hit because of recession, uh, what are my options? What can I do? And what can I do to prepare? Now, the best answer to that is you should have prepared 12 months ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like you yeah. say, it, it doesn't help telling people that now. Um, mm-hmm. So what we can do is let's look at what's available to you right now. You know, what tough decisions do you need to make right now? So some companies have to let some of their people go mm-hmm. uh, have to, you know, close down parts of their business that no longer make sense to because people just are not buying anymore in in those aspects um and then look at well where are the opportunities to pivot and innovate if if that's something that's available to you okay um and then the role of community in all of this is what we see are the businesses that survive and thrive through a recession are the ones who have done the groundwork to build a community, who have strong relationships with their clients, with their partners, uh, strategic partners and, and people in their network. Um, and these are relationships that go back, you know, multiple years. Like it's not something that we just met at a networking event last week and now we're buddies. It's, it's you know, uh, like you and I, George, we've been mates since, you know, we worked together at a hub many years ago now. Um, and because you have an alignment in your values, you have an alignment in your perspective, uh, don't agree on everything, but, at the, but there are certain core values that resonate. Um, and that's when we talk about community, that's what drives the community is what are the core values that fit within that community? What is the key objective or key mission that we all trying to serve as a collective? Uh, and then how can we support each other through this period? And that's where we choose collaboration over competition, right? So um, does that answer the question?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, I think this is the, the definition of community right at this at this point in time, because I think um, community has been thrown around a lot uh, in, in various different uh, industries and ways. And uh, people have also gotten confused about like, especially when it comes to business and marketing. Right. Like, what do you mean when uh, you're talking about community? So um, maybe for people who are listening in as well, um, because we've got a, a wide range of, of, of people who are listening in. Uh, the difference between a community and a network. Would you be able to to share um, your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. So from my perspective, uh, LinkedIn, for example, I'll give you an example that's relevant to where I'm at. Uh, I have a network of about probably close to 5,000 if I'm right, contacts on there. Um, But, I wouldn't consider them my community. I would, uh, for those who I feel is more community, uh, people who like you and some, and, and the PAXs, that's our mastermind group that, that we're involved in. Um, but also people who I've known and, and communicated with on a deeper level. Um, the conversation goes beyond just the business. It goes into, you know, your family and your personal goals. Um, you know, what are your values? People that really resonate on a deeper level. Um, to me, that's, it's a level of depth between network and community right so uh, i love that you're showing the pack on the screen here uh and that's what it's about so i know that at any point in time i can hit up someone on in in the pack and have a real conversation like hey you know i'm going through some tough times let's talk about that or are you okay um and i don't feel that with a network you know it'd be weird if i just went to any random person on my linkedin connections and just said hey like you know, how's your health doing? And that's, and we never, we haven't had any context and never spoke about that before. Um, it's really strange. And if you talk about Facebook groups and Slack communities and things like that, that are available, um, yeah, it really comes down to how deep are the connections and how, like, how clear are you in terms of the values of the people in that group? Um, And is there an alignment? Because we assume because we're all sitting in the same Facebook group that we have alignment in values, but that's not always true, right? Like you, 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 um, and that's what we saw. I think last year we started to see a lot of these big Facebook groups, 10,000, 20,000 um, members, the people who were running them started shutting them down. Exactly. Uh, and I, and I started to ask, why are you doing that? And they, and they said, you know, because we just felt once you hit a certain number of people, um, it just got beyond where I understood every single member, where, where they understood me. Um, it, it no longer was that. And it became really just a place where people were just spamming each other and, and not really having conversations.
1: Yep. And so you yeah, have that, right, the, the sort of play between the, the big and small, right? And what I'm seeing now, too, is that uh, the much bigger players will have a hard time to coordinate. Um, although China's probably the exception to the rule if you look at just sort of a, a national standpoint, right? And yeah. you're, seeing, you're seeing also values and belief systems uh, and, and ideologies between different nations and countries that are, have impacted their ability to um, react, right, to, to the current pandemic. So, yeah, like what have you been your thoughts and observations? Because I know you've been sharing some articles too about like just the the COVID-19 stuff. But, um, you know, the East and West, I I constantly see this, like the way that the East has approached this versus the West. What have been your observations around this?
0: I love that. And it's a great question. Uh, Coming from an Eastern culture. So my parents were born, I was born in Laos and um, spent some time there after my mother passed away. And I started, I actually saw the difference between how communities built, I guess, in the West and then how we were doing it inside of a co-working space versus Mm. how, you know, I went to my, my father's village, right. Where he grew up and my, and his siblings grew up. And I saw literally saw 20 people building a house together. Um, No one's getting paid. It wasn't a financial transaction. It was, look, you're building a house. We're going to support you. And when it's Mm. my turn to build a house, you're going to help me. And it's just like a natural, um, people knew each other to that level and we're like, we just want to help each other out because mm. we're stronger as a tribe versus trying to do it on our own. Mm. Right. Um and you mentioned China and, and something that you know, regardless of where where you lean politically, mm. um what I observed, even when it came to light that Jack Ma was a huge supporter of the the government over mm. there in China, um and and it like my Western mind goes, yeah, but he's such an entrepreneur and he's doing like, he's an innovator. and He's doing what he's seeing. How can he be supporting uh, a a system that basically says everyone, um, you know, like the system that, that controls the country, so to speak. Um, but there are, as you, as you say, George, they're actually positioned to win Mm -hmm. in the sense that there's a strong core belief that resonates through every single person in that country. Um, Mm -hmm. now, there's a whole conversation which we won't jump into around control versus programming and all these other things. Um, but, but it can't be argued that Mm. that's stronger than the Australian political system where we are at this point in time really questioning who our leaders are. Uh, and we're, you know, we don't even know who to vote for anymore and these sort of things are coming up and in the U S as well. Um, but, uh, this is what another thing that's become, I guess, a benefit from Mm COVID-19 has been, uh, the rise of the true leaders Mm. Um, and and seeing who is really more community focused versus who is more Um, self-focused and, and, you know, whether it's it's local communities or businesses communities or whatever it is we are now looking for who are the leaders that we can believe in who resonate mm-hmm. with our own core values who mm-hmm. um, are doing the right things and in terms of the marketing they're, they're, they're actually putting messages out that speak to us as individuals and we can see yep they're, they're just coming from a, a good place versus they're, they're opportunistic and are yeah. just out there to make a buck um, and it's time and place, right? Like if we fast forward 12 months from now, um, mm. the messaging will change and, and the economy hopefully is more stabilized and, and things like this. Um, and then there's a time for a different type of messaging, right? Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, I love what you put up here as well. This is really yep. interesting.
1: Yeah, this is exactly what sparked you like, while you, you were talking, right? It's essentially you're seeing how even our technology is being influenced by the ideologies, right? And the cultures. Um, what are your thoughts on this?
0: yeah this whole point of censorship is kind of interesting because we were coming down this road. I remember I attended a um a workshop with Roger Hamilton in Bali last year, and one of the slides that he put up was around the trends in society that are going to impact the next um ten years or the next decade mm. and yes. one of those is trust yes right um and specifically what he was talking about was the lost in trust from particularly the, the younger generations, the, the generation Z or whatever the millennials or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now at a stage where a lot of the the things that we read online can be fabricated. It can yes. be, you have, you know, someone did a video of, of I think it was of Obama or something. Uh, Adobe yeah, did a video deep where, deep, deep yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so you're like, wow, like if I didn't know that was a fake, I, I, I would have assumed that was legit. Yeah. Um, and so even the content we're reading, right? So there's a lot of Facebook went through a whole period of shutting down, changing their policy to say, look, we're not going to put up with fake news, mm. um, these the sort of things. So yeah, this, this is the debate, right? Censorship yep. versus um, free speech. And yes. yep. uh, my thoughts on this is like, you just have to question what's being fed to you um, mm. and really do your research to understand uh, where you, you fit in terms of your belief systems and understandings of things um, mm. and, and, and just don't take everything at face value. Like even messages coming from the government, like saying, hey, you should be social distancing right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're believing it because yes, we, the, we have this big fear of contracting the virus and not, not hurting our families and our friends and these sort of things. Mm. Um, at the same time, who stands to benefit from having everyone stay at home? right now right um and and all these businesses shutting down because they're going broke because because we're all sitting at home and not going and not buying products from them um Mm -hmm. like i'm walking up and down you know when i do my daily exercise and i see this the street that i'm on and all these cafes and restaurants and flower shops and things are shutting down Mm -hmm. um and they've got this sign saying yeah temporary temporarily closed for coronavirus Mm -hmm. um the only problem with that is there's no the date when we will return like no one knows when that's going to be date. I mean yeah. um, everyone's just waiting for a message from their governments or their local councils to say yes you can go do that now. Yeah. Um, you know, but in the as, as you and I were talking about George, other things are happening right mm-hmm. with other organizations right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 5G is being released all over the world. Oh, um, gosh, yes. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> let me bring up let me bring up that <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Political plays are happening, right? Um, yeah. France, uh, who, who did we hear? UK, their, their, who was it? Their, their prime minister or someone just gone into hospital? Um, yeah. So, so you kind of have to follow what's happening on a met on a uh, what's the word on a global level, and then look not just only at what's happening on a local level because there are you know, something that you said the other night, which is really resonating resonant for me was the the during times of pandemics and war and and great disruptions to the planet there's also been great technological shifts yes um that have come in at that time yes. right so and the companies that bring in those technologies are the ones that thrive for the next 20 years or whatever 50 years um and so exactly. now we've got to look at look at who are the people who own those companies um mm. and how and what's their relationship with governments because mm. uh you know this in a cynic in me you know right now we'll say, I don't fully trust the governments like yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's been shown and demonstrated particularly with the U S government. I'm not so sure about the Australian government, but certainly the model is pay enough money and we can swing the votes. Mm. Um, and that's happened in the U S like we know the, the, the organizations behind the world health organization mm. are corporates. They're not, you know, social, socially driven,
1: um, the incentives right, for, right. for them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's really fascinating because, you know, exactly like what, what you're talking about. Um, and because, you know, we've grown up in the West, too, of course, as Western influences, right, in what we believe and, you know, we stand for freedom. Um, but it's so fascinating uh, being back in, in Asia, um, although technically I didn't really leave because I was in Australia before. <laughs> you know, <like laughs> Australia is just its own. Um, but, you know, uh, so now based in Singapore and uh, in Singapore, right, it has a very unique blend of uh, East and West. And it's probably a good, and in my opinion, like a blueprint for what's possible in the future, right? To take the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. So the, from the Eastern perspective, I wanted to continue the story from Laos is mm. uh, family is huge. Like that's a yes. big, innate, you know, spend time with your family. Like that's the thing. Any, any, mm. Anything you do outside and, and your work, your pursuits, your, your passions, whatever it is, mm. it all comes back to the reason why I'm doing it is to support our family and our local tribe. Um, yep, exactly. and now being forced to stay home is actually what we've seen is the technology support the rise of connection, um, mm. with the people that matter. Like it comes back to now we're doing, like you mentioned, there's an app there. What was it called? There's a game that people play on it through an app. Oh, um, house app. House app. Um, yeah. things like this that are, that are taking off because we're mm. kind of realizing, yeah, like the people we actually want to talk to are those people, the people that we love and care about us. And, um, that's who we want to spend our time with. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it makes us question, particularly the entrepreneurs makes us question, well, why are we doing the business in the first place? Mm. Uh, like, wasn't it so we can actually ha- have a better life for us and our families and leave a legacy and these sort of things. And um, mm. we get so caught up in busy, let's work, work, work and hit our goals and these sort of things. And we forget that, Hey, there's actually the people that we had always intended to support. They're still there.
1: Yeah. Like we, oh, we need to make uh, sure we, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. It was uh, did I say house party? Right house party house party that's yeah it. yeah 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 i think that's yeah house party <laughs> so i'll just bring that up
0: yeah but that's a simple idea man like jump on an app together and let's have some fun yep. um play games
1: right yep exactly i mean i've already done this with like even my my sisters um and it's it's been it's it's been good right because it's just a way cuz there was a um an app before called uh, heads up right the ellen degeneres one and yeah. um they've got that in in house party which is cool and I think it's, it's so amazing, right, to see sort of the applications that will rise to the surface right now just due to circumstances. Um, and, you know, I guess going back as well to the, the, the greater depression aspect, and not to depress people, but, you know, this is more just to um, double down on the point that, because I, I see a lot of people also burying their heads in the sand at this point in time, right? They are saying yeah, everything's going to go back to normal, everything's going to be fine. But, like, it's not. You know, and I I made this um, uh, point, too, in in a previous discussion that I don't want it to go back to the old normal. Right. The old normal is kind of like what got us to this point. You know, I I think we have had it quite good for a while now, especially like our generation, you know, um, whereby we see a lot of people just um, taking things for granted. You know, Um, we've we've become a debt based society, which just, you know, keeps spending and then keeps printing money now at a freaking National level to uh, to prop things up to keep things going, and you know it's no surprise that the fundamentals we're going to snap back to the fundamentals right now, which is you cannot spend more than you earn, right? And it's amazing that our governments literally like, oh, we're out of money. Okay, let's just print more money. Yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts? <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I love to hear it, to and me, <laughs> man. Like. It, and that's the challenging thing, right? So for me, working in the space that I'm in um, and it's like, now for those watching, I do work for an accounting firm. This is not legal accounting. Like, this is just an opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is not advice. Go talk to your accountant if you want to deal with the financial <laughs> ramifications of this conversation. Um, but this is just in a personal opinion. I, I think uh, it is a... Uh, like you, I, I don't want it to go back to what it was before. Um, mm-hmm. I actually feel that uh, I had, I was interviewed on a, another podcast yesterday um, talking about this crisis. And uh, the question was raised, like, what do you see as the opportunity here? Uh, and I said, really, it, it's, it's a time for us to take stock as individuals and also as companies um, to understand what is it, why we're really here? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and what is it the, how can we improve our communities, how can we improve the planet, um, whatever it may be, and how mm. can we position ourselves over the next twelve or 20, 24 or you know next year or, or next two years um mm. to to come out as winners. Um yeah. and, and the only way that, that I see that happening is if you come from a place of social impact, where you mm. come from a place of an intention is to support ourselves and others, um, to to be in a better place when, when we come out of this right mm. um and for those who are more on a profiteering side of things where it's just like i'm just going to capitalize and sell a ton of face masks right now and, and make some you know, money um it, like that will only get you so far right yeah. uh I, I think yeah it's, it's really about understanding economics it's it's time to learn about these concepts i mean like you, we're literally being forced to yeah. understand what it, what does a recession mean and if we're going to a depression what does that look like mm. um you know what has happened in the past, so we can actually we can learn from the past, right? Like it's exactly. Yeah, it's a great. I put this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's it's the best time to get into storytelling and actually asking our elders. You know mm-hmm. what they went through when they went through World War, what they went through when they went through the last depression, the last recession, um, and and how how they were able to survive and thrive, and, and what was the role in community for them, um, and you know like this is also a time that brings these generations together because we're all facing the challenge at the same time um you know and, and it's once in a generation when this happens right like we we who knows when the next one will happen um and, and i think whilst you're at home and you're having you're playing games and things like this like literally get on a call with your grandparents and go hey man like i'd love to hear how you dealt with the last depression yeah right and, and what did that how did that change the narrative how did it change the direction of our family you know um because now in our generation, like you, George, you and I, and people who are watching this, like we are in a place where we're going to change the direction of our family moving forward,
1: Yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, such a good point, you know, because I think right now, right, a lot of people are um, stuck at home, uh, whether that's it's a good thing or a bad thing is up to the family, but um, stuck at home with each other. And if, you know, you are stuck with your parents or grandparents, I think that's a great idea. You know, now's the time to get to learn more about them to learn more about uh, their, their past, their histories, because, you know, it's sad, even for myself. Um, you know, I haven't, I didn't even learn much about my, even my father's side until recently when my grandfather passed away, you know? Um, I had n- no, no idea about like many of the things um, uh, during their upbringing. And for those who find themselves at home with their parents and grandparents, you should be taking the time to either, you know, go through um, the old albums, you know, ask them about, as you said, how they went through the last, you know, either the world wars or the great depression. Um, one thing I saw on Twitter too um, was that I think, I think it was uh, Rachel, yeah, Rachel um, from the community Roundtable. Um, she was talking yeah. about how she hopes that, uh, you know, her daughter learns uh, maybe some prudence um, during this next time, because it's true. You know, we become very, uh, very used to um, a convenient life, a convenient Western um, hyper-connected life.
0: And you don't know what you've got until it's been taken away from you.
1: Exactly. Right. Yep.
0: Um, and and now it's like, okay, crap, I can't get that. I can't go and do the local meetups that I was doing a month ago. Um, I can't do, you know, go join the local rave or party or whatever it is that, that your, your habits were. Um, mm. And now it's like, okay, well, what, what can I do? And then, that's a really good question. What can you do? Well, why don't you write that book you always wanted to write? Why don't yes. you get your thoughts out and get creative and do your art and create your music. Um, you know, find ways to, to host virtual meetups like you're doing here, George, or we get on and we talk to, we, about things together. Um, yeah. You know, talk with your family members, really understand the values and the narratives that run through your family system, because like, that's going to be the biggest opportunity for all of us mm-hmm. um, is this, this, you know, mr Gary v out there talking about self-awareness this is the time to get self-aware like this is the time you know where you go shit man this is this is what it's about for me this is why i'm I'm so motivated to go and do that thing Mm -hmm. um you know and and then when you hear oh oh my gosh i never knew my grandmother was all about community and um you know like so like welcoming the poor when, when the, the economy crashed last time and they were just coming and hanging out at a house. I just remember being five years old and seeing all these kids at the table. I mean, people at the table, but I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you realize that's because the heroes that we're looking for already exist in our families.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's a, such a good point. Um, such a good point. And, you know, it makes me think as well, like, you know, because of all these family oriented cultures, um, you know, it really community just comes naturally, you know, for, for, for many of us. Right. And it it, it was funny. I was talking to somebody else um, yesterday too, about how it's become, we've become so disconnected that yeah, community managers and community builders are a thing, you know, like community management is a profession. Right. And we've had to pretty much like teach ourselves and other people how to build communities because we've become so out of touch with it, you know? Um, And like, yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say, and that's actually, Funnily enough, that's actually become challenging for me, which I highlighted, like I mentioned to you, um, you know, in our past chat was mm. we've got this Slack community where we brought all our clients into it um, and they've all joined or uh, well, most of them have joined, yeah. but they're not engaging, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, because first of all, Slack is another channel that they have to jump into because they're already on the socials and everywhere else. Yep. Um, and maybe they're not using it internally for their teams. If they are, it's easier for them to come into Slack because they're like mm-hmm. we're already using it. Um, yep. But we have to find a way. And some one of our um, team members said this to me the other day. He said, mm. "You have to find. We have to find a way where it's another channel within their Slack stream where they can just pop into the Bean community mm. versus having to open up another tab or go somewhere else. I don't know if you mm. can do that in Slack, but um, yep. it's 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 understanding the way that these tools work uh, mm. and then finding. Like what are the problems, opportunities that, that you're trying to solve mm-hmm. uh, and then finding the right tools to, to do that. But before we go into tools and platforms, we have to come back to, well, what's the, the objective of the community? Why, you, why is it there? Yeah. Um, you know, What would motivate people to join and then what would motivate people to stay? And those two things aren't always the same, yeah. right? Um, and so it's, it's you know a process of literally what I, I have to do over the next month is jump onto calls like this one-on-one with each client, each mm-hmm. member and say, What's your goal? Like, what are you working on over the next 12 months? And how can we help you? Like, are you being challenged right now? Like, what's going on for you? Having very real human conversations um, mm-hmm. and just showing that we care. And mm-hmm. it's not about, because I'm trying to upsell you to something. It's, it's, it's literally, no, because we need to understand the best way we can support you and how we can support each other community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the type of conversation that's important right now.
1: Uh, yeah, very good point. There, I mean, there's also a, um, a danger too, right, in bringing too many people on at the same time, right? Because yes. we were talking about why Facebook changed its mission statement, because connecting the world was one bit, and that's the social network. But then they realize, you know, people, I guess, crave more meaningful relationships. When you move beyond that Dunbar number of 150, it gets very difficult to maintain, you know, um, any sort of relationship, you know, especially if it's everybody's in one channel people are going to naturally just start subdividing, you know, going into, into their own channels. If we're using Slack or if they're on Facebook, they're going to start creating their own groups, right? Because they want it, want it smaller. Um, I'm just going to share my screen. Yeah, I remember you've, I mean, yeah. when.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for I was going to say,
0: I've, I've, you've seen that play out on an enterprise level when you were doing work with um, back in the FinTech days. So, yep. you know, like, did you see that, you know, when we're talking about literally hundreds or even thousands of employees, like how do you, Yep. manage the interactions between those groups or do they naturally do you split them into channels like how, how does that all work
1: it comes back down to teams right and that's why wolf packs you know why we have the pack because we understand this you know there's like maybe even if you move beyond like 12 people um people like already start to crave like smaller groups you know beyond 12. right? so what i saw at like a large uh, enterprise uh, scale was that uh this naturally happened again you know people would uh, create their own sub channels for their team so I think for online it actually is about creating an ecosystem or experience whereby people can spend a lot of time still with their own teams or groups, smaller groups, we'll call them packs. Right. And then, then they have the option to fluidly move into like larger network update uh, groups and things. Right. Um, yeah. To me
0: that, that kind of mirrors on a physical level, meetups versus conferences.
1: Mm, exactly. Uh, exactly. Right. Because, At a conference, right, there's so many people. And actually, I experienced this when I was in London for um, a CoinGeek conference uh, for the the Bitcoin SV uh, community, or what we call it society now. Um, But, you know, in that, there were so many people that I wanted to catch up with. But because there were so many people, um, a lot more than the previous conference, I couldn't catch up with everybody. You know, it just literally had to be like, hey, I'll try to catch you later, but wasn't able to, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that can be a good and a bad thing. Like, it was good in the sense like, okay, it's great to see the momentum, right? The, the society is growing. Um, but it also means that people will probably gravitate to their own smaller groups, you know, and I already see that, you know, there's like these cliques, these groups of people who start to hang out with each other already, you know, um, and then it just comes with the, uh, with the territory. Um, So, yeah, I was just going to bring this up because I don't know if you remember, right, there was a social media piece going out about like how the rivers or the canals of Venice were starting to clear up. And then actually they found out that it wasn't had nothing to do with, um, you know, the coronavirus period. Um, And it just goes to show like in terms of fake news, like amidst all this, we still have stuff that gets perpetuated and magnified and out of context. And it's just, it, it just Just everything me. you see. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. we really, we really can't. And it was interesting cause they went to the source of the um, person who came up with this. She just said, Oh, um, she, she put it up and then she corrected herself, but the main post kept, kept getting shared. Right. <laughs> you know, and this is, is, this is an example of like what's happening right now. And it's also showing like the, I guess the dark side of our tech. And it's also why like I'm, I'm very fascinated in, um, in blockchain and Bitcoin. Um, especially because it, this, it's supposed to actually assist with some of this of truth verification, right? Yeah. Um, and actually even from a monetary standpoint, like every time somebody would share, they possibly get, earn something. But, um, yeah, what gets shared, if it gets, if, if you go back to the source and realize it's actually true or false, uh, sorry, false, then there's reputational damage, right? Uh, yeah. Uh-
0: and on that tech, like on a, if we stay on a technology level for a second, mm. I think that's where the opportunity is in terms of economy. Mm. Um, so those who are in it for the right reasons, who can really develop that blockchain technology or whatever technology, AI, whatever it is that that's coming mm. um, and really put it in a place that, you know, if we're going to a cashless society, which it looks like that's what the whole, like is happening right now, yeah. then... Um, what will that look like in 12 months' time? Okay, and 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 how do we secure? How do we you know deal with privacy? Um, mm. We saw Zoom had a bit of a backlash because people were bombing Zoom oh, sessions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I logged into Zoom today and saw wow, there's a whole security section that was yeah, I saw, there before. Yeah, I saw the
1: same. Year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and oh, um, well, you got to like, give people passwords to join your Zoom calls now. Um, yep. <laughs> and so yeah, we're we're learning about that, you know, and people are taking that more seriously because we we want to protect and preserve um some level of privacy you know within yes. our, our communication channels and things like that
1: exactly and i think that's a very good point like during this time privacy is we still need to maintain that um because there was actually an article as well that uh, i think uh, i think it was my sister actually who uh, shared this with me um uh, there was there was an article about tiktok and saying that we really should be uh, removing TikTok from our, our phones, because a lot of that information is going straight to China, uh, the Chinese government. Um, and they're public oh, about this, right? But it's just that um, most people don't read, right? Privacy policies and everything. And the amount of information they're taking from TikTok um, that like from your phone, actually, that has nothing to do with TikTok itself uh, is, is alarming. And so, you know, just literally having TikTok on your phone, I think they have permissions to be able to read, you know, messages going out, uh, and that can potentially go back to the Chinese government. And now, to be fair, right, it's sort of like the Chinese approach, um, wait, let me see, uh, senator or something, got senator, bill, okay, yeah, here we go, Senate bill would ban TikTok from government phones. So I think they've already done this or started implementing this um, because of what they found. And uh, I think now there's a video going around of like when they're at the courts um, talking about this. But, um, you know, again, it reminds me too of like Snapchat. They had like similar concerns about Snapchat back in the day, right? Because they were saying, oh, it disappears after 24 hours. Then they realized all the videos are actually not disappearing after 24 hours. And people were sexting like crazy, right? With each other and sending rude snaps and whatnot. Um, So it's (laughs) inevitable. So I think one of the things too is about, um, there's the tech side, but then there's also ourselves, the personal, individual accountability and responsibility you know and i think that's important for us to remember um when as especially now as everything is happening right we're probably going to download anything that we think is going to help us during this period right in singapore yes. they had this um this app called trace app i think i think it's called trace app um, but it's essentially to help people like track one another and be notified if there's if you come into contact via bluetooth distance um with anybody who has been uh reported as having COVID-19. Right. Which is, which is kind of cool. Right. So it allows you to just be aware of your surroundings at the same time. You also don't know what, um, information they're collecting, you know, um, about you and you just kind of have to trust that like they're doing the right thing. But the problem is yeah. governments in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky
0: one, man. Like, yeah. um, two movies come to mind if you've got time and you have time to watch movies. Uh, 1984, Oh. watch that or read the book um george uh hey. what's his name orwell oh um,
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, yeah uh yeah george orwell um yeah and just and that was written that was written in like the 50s i remember i think um yes. and then uh contagion is the other oh, one, contagion, is yes. to pandemics but uh yeah, yeah it's, it's all hollywood and whatever but just the theories and concepts that delve that they delve into are really interesting mm. um and it comes back to just yes, yes like paying attention to what's happening you know um on a on a uh, micro level but also on a meta level and yeah. just looking at it going okay um what's this really all about and yes yeah um that yeah, security I mean, piece is, is interesting yeah, yeah like it's it's been argued that generation y and the millennials don't really care about privacy because everything they put online yeah. um and but this is kind of forcing us to question that mm-hmm. um, and to look at actually, do I want my data on there you know, forever um, and who's, who has access to it and who can manipulate it and use it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good video on YouTube, which talks about, I think, oh, I can't remember who, who produced it, but they um, talked about uh, retina scans and how um, we're now using fingerprint to, to get into our phones and, and we're using next will be using scanning of our eyes. Um, yeah, that, in our bodies, too, Yeah. Right? These sort of things. And um, even facial recognition and how Facebook and the social media platforms are using it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really scary when, when you get into um, what they, what they can do just by like you, you know how they do that when you, when, when you log out of your Facebook uh, account and then you come back in and they say, it looks like you've logged on from another location or whatever mm-hmm. and, and pick you know, five pictures identify who your friends are.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. like that seems like a simple, simple enough process. It's it's mm-hmm. nothing to be afraid of. But mm-hmm. when you look deeper into that, what they're really doing is they're basically getting you to verify people's faces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's just you, that's not an issue. But imagine now, all mm-hmm. 100 contacts or 1,000 contacts are doing that. Now, yeah. Facebook are literally building a database of pattern recognition for someone's face,
1: yeah.
0: right? Um, and then that data can be sold to governments. It can be sold yeah. to whatever it is. So now that when when we're moving around the world, um, and they want to ID people at an airport, yeah. or or you know, or one of your buddies says, you know someone in your network has committed a crime yeah. um, and they want to come after that person, they're going to come after you because they have, the association is already connected in this neural network that sits in, in Facebook's database. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, like it's not, things aren't always as, as simple as it seems. So ah, we're going to- Never, yeah, look never. At that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Cam- Cambridge, we won't go into the Cambridge Analytica stuff, but <laughs> you know, for those um, you know, who haven't heard about Cambridge Analytica, uh, please go just uh, Google it. Um, it it looks like this, Cambridge Analytica Facebook. Yeah, do some research on that. Very interesting. And I think this is, again, I kind of, this is also why I found myself in in the blockchain space, in the fintech space, just the idea of, well, if people are just behaviorally going to be putting their information online anyways, can we build a new future whereby at least we can own the data that we put out And that maybe other companies, if they want to access that, they pay micropayments, right, towards that. Um, That would would require an overhaul, even of like the internet itself and how it operates. But, you know, anything's possible, right? I mean, I don't think anybody realized that this was all going to happen, right? But it has. Um, And
0: it's only going to accelerate because the technology is getting much more sophisticated, much more faster. Correct. So, you know, what's happened in the last 20 years would have taken 200 years to get to this point. or whatever, I'm just putting numbers out there, but we already see, you know, like Tesla and what they've been doing and what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing um, mm-hmm. and other organizations like those are gonna come into the mix. Like the next Facebook is gonna like get to the stage where Facebook is at faster, yeah. um, right? Yeah, and with different technologies or, or different mission statements and things like that that we're not aware of right now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, 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 and it could be one of you guys watching this, this webinar, like who knows? Yeah, exactly, you who think?
1: knows, who knows? Yeah. All right, uh, there's a cool experiment going on in the BSV ecosystem um, with the guys at Twitch, Twitch.app. Um, I like what they're doing. Essentially, you know, they take they've taken the Twitter concept but uh, Bitcoinized it. So whereby you know everybody that interacts with the application, if they like, share, comment, retweet, um, I think they call theirs branching. Uh, then you know you're getting paid um, for all of it. Uh, behaviorally, it changes um, the. Sort of how people interact, right? People are, are incentivized to create more valuable content, meaningful content, if they're uh, monetarily inclined. Um, if they just want to post whatever they want and they don't care about the likes, uh, they still got to pay a micro, you know, payment for it. Um, and then, yeah, as stuff gets reshared, right? So because of the way that everything is reshared, you can go back to the source and you can see, you know, who was, um, what was the source of the the, the reshares or retweets. Um, But yeah, you know, looking at this as well again, and I think we'll probably wrap up, you know, very shortly. um, But this was, uh, you know, referring to what you were talking about before with 5G. But I thought this was an interesting fact, all right, or at least um, observation of facts. Uh, When 5 5G is being launched right now, we got COVID-19, 2019. 4G launched H1N1, 2009. 3G launched influenza in 1998. 2G launched cholera, cholera. 1991 uh 1g launched influenza in 1979 the introduction of radio waves caused the spanish flu of nine. now i don't know if the introduction of radio waves caused the spanish flu right you know this goes back into conspiracy theory uh, territory but you know it is interesting right because it, there is always sort of like a technological advance um throughout time and um you know if there's a correlation between you know the sicknesses and the the, the influenzas and what have you um Okay, but still, it's not going to help people who are dying right now, and any of us, what are we going to do about it, right? We just got to go through it. Um, If anything, I think they're saying that it is kind of building up our immune systems. For those of us who are already used to these phones, um, we can at least, you know, progress uh, unscathed, but uh, unfortunately for for those who, uh, yeah, you know, who are dying, um, and it has to do with 5G stuff, I don't know. Um, There's definitely a lot of interesting things taking place right now in the world. Uh, there was
0: a cycle oh, yeah, in p g as well. <laughs> um, right. Well, I, we're not gonna know, like we won't have unless you're in the medical sphere and you have access to direct data, like I don't think we're gonna really know the ramifications of impacts and the as cor- like you say, George, correlation is not causation. So we right. don't know that it's because of 5G that COVID happened. Um yeah. like it it's it could just be coincidence, right? But it, it I think a lot of things point to um If you look back through history and time, um, some of the biggest winners, you know, uh, on a business or corporate level happened during uh, pandemics, happened during wartime. Um, You know, there's some really interesting stories. There was one I'm thinking of now was how Coca-Cola benefited from World War II um, and how they were selling, you know, their product to the, the mass audiences, but also selling it working with the Nazis to work out how to best position a product they actually launched Fanta during mm. world war II mm. um, because they couldn't sell Coke because they didn't want to be seen as supporting the Nazi regime. Oh, right. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. Right. So, so mm.
1: very, very interesting.
0: And that's, you could call that a pivot, um, yeah. but it's, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. let's, let's leave it there. I think this, we can. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So maybe final thing. Um, we did have a comment from our audience. Um, about like we crave good news. And, and that's an interesting point too around how like we have to also be careful of ourselves and our biases. In craving good news, do we just accept anything we read? You know, um, that's a danger too. But maybe last thing from your end, you know, it, what, what advice would you have that's non-financial, of course, <laughs> um, for, for people right now um, who are either, you know, finding themselves isolated at home, working from home, affected by COVID-19. Um, what's your advice for them?
0: There's a really good um, image on Instagram shared by Chase Jarvis, who's um, from creative life. And yeah. he uh, did this red image. I, I can't anyway, it basically says social distancing, it crossed out social and then he put physical distancing, um, social connection. Um, and, and now like this point in time, it, it's, i don't know it's on his instagram profile but um he he the point is right now is whether you're home isolated or whatever it may be really look back at who are the people who have been important to you Mm. you know in in your history Mm. um people who supported you the whole way um people who love and care for you that one there Mm. um and then also thinking about who do you want to be surrounded by moving forward but who, yeah. who? what are your values what do you care about um, does the work that you do so if you have a job um, mm-hmm. be grateful for it but also think about like does that job support you and your values and your mission and what you're trying to achieve by being here mm-hmm. um, does do the people that you surround yourself with normally pre-covid you know all the parties that you went to like i can tell you back in the day when i used to be a raver um, mm. I'd probably talk to one or two of those people. Like I met hundreds of people at the raves mm. and we were all like buddies and things whilst we were there. But like, can I call those people up and say, Hey man, like I'm, I'm in a bad situation. And we should, uh, can we talk? Mm. No. Right. Mm. Like, um, and really like understand, you know, on a career level, are you on the, on the path that actually is going to lead you to where you want to get to over the next five, 10 years, or even the next 12 months. Mm. Um, and then also on a personal level, are you, mending things are so you mending relationships that went sour um you had a breakup with someone or you didn't talk to your brother for some time um reconnect and be like hey how are you doing this is a really good time to have those conversations you know and um it, come back to the, the the fundamentals of being human like this is what it is yes, exactly you
1: know? exactly yeah. um well said Nev. um seriously thank you very much for your time uh, for for joining me on the it will come show um probably last thing as well as i'll share this uh, this is from uh from the pack as well but on Mo- uh, monday i believe april 13th we've got a, a webinar called building resilience during covid19 uh, we actually did this for ourselves in the pack uh last week and um it was very very useful and productive for a lot of us and so yeah if you're looking for you know a way to just uh, take a breather, uh, do some activities, exercises with a group of people who understand productivity, um, and you know, just see your way through this. I highly recommend uh, this on the 13th, and I'll include the link in the comments.
0: Can I share a resource quickly, too? Whilst, yeah, please. Um, yep. So if you go, George, go to bninjas.com forward slash resources.
1: Ninjas. So that if you are. Two ends?
0: That's correct, yep. Yeah. So if you are running a small business and, and you just want some support around your financials and oh, um, love through this time, we've got a couple of webinars on there. Um, we've got a, our course up the top is a free course you, you can jump into to learn um, like financial foundations for your business. Great. Um, and so these are things that if anyone wants to jump in there, you can have a look and stimulus packages and all those sort of things.
1: Perfect. Yeah, guys, I'll, I'll include this link as well um, in the show notes. And uh, for all of you watching, uh, thanks again for, for tuning in. And especially if you're going to be watching this in the replay, uh, as always uh, through patience and persistence, it will come. Thanks again, Ab.
0: Thanks George. So hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. You've made it. Um, really appreciate you for doing so. I hope you got some value out of this conversation and I wanted to leave you with just a, uh, a quick gift for making it this far. All right. I've got some tools and training um, to become an authentic leader and to grow your business and influence online for you. Just head over to authenticinfluence.co forward slash gift. And that's authenticinfluence.co forward slash gift. And you can access all the goodies right there. Again, thanks for listening. And uh, if you did get something great out of this, please share this particular episode. Uh, I'd love to have more people listen to this conversation and learn more about this particular podcast thank you again
1: chat with you real soon